Hello and welcome to Hope Talk. Today's guest is Karen Holmes and Karen is a mother. She is also a grief counsellor and an incredible author of two books and I'm, I'm actually going to give Karen the pleasure of telling her, telling you all about herself because... <sighs> This is something that she has earned and worked really hard to do. And Karen, no one can describe you as well as you can. Welcome, Karen, to Hope Talk. Well, thank you so much for having me, Rosa. Um, okay, that's already the pressure's on. <laughs> it is. It's all good. We love to hear. Who oh, is dear. Karen for those who do not know you? Very good question. Um, sometimes I don't know. I would say um, you you summed me up really well. I'm a I'm a counselor. I'm an author. I'm a I'm a mother. I uh, am an advocate for um, breaking the stigma or the silence around a few things, such as um, silent suffering, which to me is close to my heart because. That was me. That is me to some degree still. Um, you know, having had a miscarriage, that is definitely where you are doomed to suffer silently. Chronic illness, mental health um, are often. So that's where my passion really lies to encourage and empower people to find the confidence to stop suffering silently and telling their story in their own words at their own pace. Because I deeply believe that by telling our stories, we actually help others along the way. And this so, is why I feel that you and I connect quite well, or we mm. gel together because of, we do have a um, common grounds, you and I, yeah. and we both, yeah. as you so eloquently put, we both advocate for, you know, the areas of life that aren't so greatly acknowledged or spoken yeah. about that can mm. be, that can be muzzled and get lost in the background because there's a lot of um, stigma related to how someone feels when it comes to changes after death, mm. which we know is called the grieving process, which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is never ending really. So it's, it's one of the amazing aspects of life. I call it amazing because it comes with us because we can take it everywhere we go, this grief. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I read a quote the other day that um, sums it up to me anyway perfectly that says grief has a beginning, a middle and the rest of your life. That's right. So that's, that's sort of how the stages of grief summed up or, or the expectation, I suppose, um, for people that enter this world. And it doesn't have to be daunting because this sounds daunting, but it's not because there is also a lot of opportunity to recreate life after loss. Um, so the rest and that's of what life, I say. Yeah. And people say, what is it that we do? I'm going to say we, because there's a lot of us that fall into this, yeah. into this community. Yeah. What do we do? Yeah. What's our niche? Well, our niche is birth because we're, we're birthing, rebirthing and reliving all the time. And we're also, um, apart from the birthing, birth, we actually experience loss 
which we experience the aspects of death and then it comes yeah. the process of grief and that therefore then begins the other element of reliving all that again because in life mm. that is that cycle like you said it can be yeah. dormant for some but even though we're smiling and laughing now it's not so dormant when you actually put it all into place does that make sense and you find your way of how you can actually express yourself and oh. Definitely, and you're never going to forget your loved ones ever. That's that's no goes without saying. But, but, but you said something very important, you know, the joy and the happiness. Because mm. for a lot of people that are grieving, it sort of feels like they're never allowed to feel those kind of emotions again. And that's what we are saying. No, actually, that is also part of the process that you do get to a point where you manage or incorporate yep. grief into your life in a way that all emotions all the spectrum of yeah. emotions is is back into place and um because loss changes us but that doesn't mean that we then sort of just suck in one place that's right and how would you share with those who are who are watching and listening your experience your personal experience when it comes to to loss because I know you've got an incredible journey to share one um, it's the same one aspect of your life you know because I know you've written <laughs> books and there's yes. one in particular your first book that mm. I have found quite I'm going to say quite knowledgeable this is I'm going to brag about it because you know how much I get <laughs> out of it it's how to survive a miscarriage and it's a guide for women their partners friends and family and mm. and that is summed up in the title simply because it is for everyone and also yes. the for the community to be able to understand the concept of how the person may be feeling who's personally yeah. experiencing it like the mother the father the families that are connected, the siblings, the process. So you don't necessarily have had to experience a miscarriage as such. A miscarriage is a representation of a life loss. And in your yes. and in your book, mm. you specifically address miscarriage, and that's the beauty of it. You yeah. really put it all in a nutshell. What you are putting out there to everyone. Yeah. So I like that's uncomplicated. It's simple and it's just one area. Karen, congratulations on the success of this book. And um, thank you. So yes. So how to survive a miscarriage? We'd love to know briefly how that came along. Um, well, very simply, put, because I had my own miscarriage in 2011, and it really started a lot of things, um, which is why I guess I am here now. Um, I was stunned after my own loss at how lonely and, and isolated I felt and that to me, my whole world just came to an end and no one cared. And I was like, how is that? How is that? Okay. Um, and being a writer, always having been a writer. So that's where I turned to just trying to make sense of my emotion and my desperation and my loss. 
and sort of bit by bit um, over a few years the book came together which is actually now going to be second edition it's going to be released soon so that's congratulations for that <laughs> that's, well, thank you that's new, an achievement new book cover that, and everything <laughs> that, that means that you've actually growing you've actually you're growing from the first edition and you want to yeah. once again birth more from the first part so the element of rebirthing yes. constantly is is being nurtured absolutely because to me that was it's sort of like a two-step process that well it was for me anyway sort of dealing and and trying to understand my own loss that um, came out of the blue and i was totally unprepared for and then sort of the underlying level of you know what we don't talk about death enough by default so I sort of was wondering, and I am wondering, you know, if we were to approach death more openly um, in society as a whole, would we actually help more people um, stop that silent suffering? Because if we did know, just as a fact, not as a huge sort of chaos that, you know, death is part of every stage of life, and that includes pregnancy, um, could we help people heal more deeply, um, more sanely, maybe, uh, because it's it's all about better, bigger, faster, stay young forever kind of vibe at the moment in society. And that just excludes a lot of people and makes them question whether or not they're actually entitled to grieving because death is just so not in fashion. Well, and you actually addressed really... a really valid, sorry, just before you continue yeah. that, so we don't lose that, you really address something that's really important, the fact that it's like to encourage people to actually talk about it and mm. it, it is the movement and it's really like it's heartwarming that the way you've actually addressed it. It's, it's like it's a tribute. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tribute. And, 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 and grieving does and that. that that's what grieving yes. does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not about, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, we're not, we don't want to say, you know, grief is now a lifestyle choice. It's not no, about that at no, all. No. But it's about the fact that life comes in so many different layers and, and facets and grief is mm. one of them. Death is one of them. And we deserve to address all of them and, and, and take the, the fear away for a little bit anyway. Um, yeah. because it is a great unknown at the end of the day yes but that doesn't mean we have to be scared that's something you and I write or address often in, yeah. in our social media platforms it's the unknown and is it how, how do you feel about the quote like unless you actually live it is when you you actually realize how fearful it is the unknown so it's quite ironic you've got oh, your life gosh. and death the irony of yeah. it, the unknown of living, then you've got the unknown of what happens with death. And we're not glorifying it. it at all because it is horrifying, that thought. Well, it is. It is, and that's a fact. I yeah. would just, what I'm here to say is that we actually have the chance, mm. if we are open to it, to sort of experience mini versions of death as we go through life because often there's like we feel like a cycle has finished or maybe a relationship for example has come to an end or a friendship has served its purpose like that that is still to some degree that's the end of it the death of it the loss of it and that really of course is, it's not that 
It is it like is. Karen because th that's what yeah uh, it, that's what I actually am advoca advocating for. There is so many branches when it comes to the cycle yeah. of you know birthing, loss, death, and grief because we're living through like you said relationship changes, career changes. I mean, look at how we're living in 2020 in our society alone. Yeah. That is grief. I mean, we're not just, mm. we're not only grieving the past over loved ones in our lives, we're grieving our own physical changes, our life changes. Yes. And, and a lot of people are like, what? Because yeah. we are so sort of trained to think grief only ever applies to death. And that is simply right. not true. It's not grief true. Grief applies in almost every aspect of life. Like you could, um, obviously a pandemic is yeah. almost an extreme example, but yeah. it's certainly true there. It's also when you receive, you know, a medical diagnosis that That's changes right. your life. There is grief there because life, how you thought would pan out will now not happen no. so there's a grieving process there like, so I full of wisdom, on, <laughs> you're so <laughs> full of wisdom when it comes to this area and i love mm. having every opportunity to communicate with you i would like to touch yeah. on i know you've got your how to survive a miscarriage but you've also got a new book, a new project, a new literature baby, I'm going to call it, because I love calling them literature yep. babies, because we nurture them. We go through that process of, you know, reflecting, how are we putting it into words, how we feel. We use automatic writing, meaning we trust the process. And yep. how yeah. did this one come into, into birthing, let's just say? I'm going to use birth because that's, initially how you began your first journey and yeah. i'd love to be able to honor that the, the that journey of birth and how you actually birthed it and brought it to life and what's the audience it's, it's, for this next book for this book that you have now um nurturing kindness um goodness um it's 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 definitely for everybody yep um because it's about uh, something that well, to me, go like it's really sort of the next step from from sort of the grieving is that um, there is just this certain level of harshness that we all apply mm -hmm. to ourselves, especially women, um, when it comes to life's experiences. And it's always about you know I'm not good enough, and I'm not this, and I'm not that, and I don't have any self worth. And and um, then especially when it comes so this comes um, the the so harshness that I address is obviously very present after a miscarriage because I think 10 out of 10 women that I speak to that have had this experience either once or several times always go, my body failed me. Wow. So that's this... a massive, that's a massive quote you just said. You should mm. quote that. <laughs> People say my body's failed me. And mm -hmm. I find that yeah. with women and, and men as well. And like you said, of all ages, like the book, is related to all ages because we all yeah. can be you know body conscious in comparison to how we're actually feeling oh. and also the process that we're living like do you find that that, yes. that actually metamorphosis like where you're at oh yeah yeah absolutely i'm just explaining that's where yes. my you were yes because that's where i started the process from yes and i sort of then had to dig deep because of why did do i think that 
you know, that my body failed me or that I failed. And it was really for me, you know, this, this concept of to start with underneath that is, well, I'm by default not good enough and, you know, I'm not worthy of something. And it's sort of, so the book then sort of uncovers, you know, how important it is for us to belong That's and smart. fighting for that spot where we belong and defining self-worth from a safe place. And the main ingredient to do that is to apply kindness to ourselves, to remove that harsh lens of failure and mistakes and not worthy and not good enough. And sort of really flip it around and actually go, well, I'm starting now and kindness will help me. So it's sort of always for us to check in. Like when like we sort of fall off the back in a bit. That's right. You know, that go, I can actually be cruel to myself too. And oh, yeah. you've you just yeah. um, mentioned self-doubt. You are questioning who you are and you can start questioning like your process as well. But then for those, I've, for those who are engaging conversation with in regards to this topic, it is really about grieving that, that moment that you are in to be able to mm. move forward because not everyone is going to understand why you feel these self-doubts either yeah because um the main ingredient there is shame and we don't talk about shame at all and and that's another thing that we need to do though that we deserve to do that's a big that's another topic in itself hi kids yeah yeah that's my girls Um, there you go life happens um I think you wrote in my book. Okay. Well, I just... I love it. No, don't ever say sorry. Sorry. Yeah, well, then throw that out. See, Karen is a mum. She's very active. And this is a mum's life when we're becoming... Where we actually have uh, businesses. We also like to nurture our creativity. We write. But at the same time, we are who we are. We are mothers as well. Okay. Okay, you gotta we'll talk about it later. Well, you know well, I love it when a good to your falls apart. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> everyday chaos it. is unfolding around me. So how would you actually um use kindness to yourself? So what's just happened now? So I see like you can be, you know, it's natural, like you can become flustered, embarrassed, like you mentioned that word shame, oh my gosh, you know, but then it's like you settled back and I saw that you changed, you, you, you centred yeah. yourself all over again. So how did you implement your own words <laughs> into uh, what does yeah. happen? <laughs> well, I'm not, uh, I mean, I'm not overly happy because talking to you was important to me and um, they were supposed to be in school. Um, yet they're not so here we are um, I just try to say look I just got to roll with the punches because I can't change the fact that this just happened I can't change yeah. the fact that they're right. at home now um, so I got to make do in some degree and just sort of go look whoever's watching and or maybe on the replay hopefully can connect to some degree to this approach to life where you sometimes feel like it's just like a band-aid holds it together and you can snap off any time and then this happens and that's where oh, you know. 
that's where the kindness self your kindness to yourself yes. comes in. yeah yeah because what's the point of now beating myself up over it i mean of course you could say oh i should have rescheduled the call with you because knowing the mm. kids are home this may happen but at the same time right. Um, I really wanted to do it. And, I'm glad and you didn't reschedule. I, I am, <laughs> I am yes. so happy that you didn't reschedule because we need to see more of this. Like I said to you before, yeah. for those who, um, who are watching and listening, initially at the car room, I have a little visitor on my screen because I've got my cat for the first time was, yeah. in, my, <laughs> was in my room here. So I'm just... And this is that kindness that like, we need to be kind to ourselves because unexpected things do happen and dealing Indeed. with that moment is what's really important. And you've actually dealt with that really well, Karen. Oh, well, yeah, thank you. I mean, it's not over yet. I can still hear them in the background. So fingers but crossed. Um, how do your girls feel about mum being a grief counsellor or counsellor and mum helps people? Good question. Um, to them, it's just mummy sort of doing her job. Yeah. Um, obviously, there were a few clashes or, or interesting encounters when we were in lockdown because I um, kept seeing clients online and I sort of had the girls bounce mm. around in the background, um, which... Uh, actually was sort of it was really good as in it taught them that mommy actually really does do work and also for suppose my clients to see I'm only human as well and, exactly. and I'm trying to do the juggle like everyone else with working and children at home and homeschooling and all that and sometimes it's just a big hot mess well, it's called life and the reason why I ask yeah. that because not many seem to ask that question like how do you children feel about what, what a parent does or in their lives and especially those parents like, like ourselves who do help people by listening, yeah. by just... Just listening yeah. is really important because that's what you do, Karen. And I commend you for doing what you do. And yeah. And also, what are your plans with both of your books? Are you going to? I don't know. Are you you, you feeling as though you may take them further? Because I know the first book you said you've got that coming in a second edition. Mm. How are you going ahead and marketing? your your books online like are you looking at perhaps i'm finding with during this um isolation period or the new way of connecting um, videos of work so i don't know how, how are your yeah. what are your views regards to sharing you know, your experiences or some quotes with your book via videos how does that reach your audience does that work for your audience Oh, I'm still finding out. And I actually just took sort of a month, um, August, off yep. social media just mm. because I needed to retreat a little bit mm. and become a lot clearer about my message because I want my books to read the, to reach the audience that it is aimed at, um, an audience that is everywhere, really, yeah. to be found. And I thought that was, or it was really overwhelming. It's like, I don't know how to let people know there is a book like Sophila. Yep. Um, so I had to really become more comfortable with being visible and, and actually getting the message out there. 
So now uh, that that is essentially the plan. I don't have a really very fancy social media strategy yeah. or anything, but I will become more active on Instagram and Facebook where I just talk about the message of my book more and also the, you know, the, the takeaways from it that people hopefully find helpful. You heard that, everyone. So keep a lookout for Karen Holmes on social media. I will share all of Karen's details. Obviously, Karen's available on Facebook, Instagram, and Karen has her website. So I will actually put up her website link there because that will actually lead you, the listeners, to her platform. And you can actually contact Karen directly because you mentioned that you actually do counselling sessions via um, video and online and that's really you're really accessible so and that's the beauty of it all and and i just like what you do karen and i actually love the way that you embrace such hardship into positivity as well because you want to be able to help people and like you said lift the stigma of Mm. feeling alone unheard feeling unloved feeling as though some people feel irrelevant and let's Mm. face it we've all experienced parts of all those emotions and i'm the first one to say that and and we have to remember we are human and that's what humans experience we can't always be up here we need to be able to experience being down here and work our way up to celebrate yes. our triumph. And guess what happens? We go down again, then we have to work our way up. And that's where the grieving process takes place. Yes. So 100%. Karen, thank you so much for joining me here on Hope Talk. Thank you for having me, Rosa. And would you come back again? Would you part two of this? Most because, definitely. Um, Let's do it. I'm finding that there really is um, an the audience is so great out there, especially addressing miscarriages and um, the mm. unfortunate being of children's loss because that can actually affect, um, like you said, you've got, you got children. Yeah. And yeah. a topic that I'd love to discuss is how do you keep a memory alive of, mm. a, um, of a child that's passed? Yes with the siblings because yeah. I find that's a topic that's not discussed as much. And oh, yeah, that is very true. It's, yep. uh, it's actually, that's something for, that's something to think about. So we can do that mm. and soon. So we're not going to have a big gap any longer between you and I <laughs> keeping in touch. <laughs> so that's one. I, I feel that's close to my heart too, um, keeping the memory of a sibling yep. alive and honouring that memory mm. and find that that could actually be valuable not only to parents could be valuable to grandparents aunties uncles friends absolutely how to relate to the children affected that could actually be a book idea (laughs) Ah, Mm. i like the way you think let's do this karen (laughs) (laughs) you've got that in hand um you know you know i'm a great fan Karen, thank you for joining us here on Hope Talk and everyone here for watching and for listening. If you have a, not if you have, because everyone has a story to share, but if you would like to share a story of hope, 
please um, contact me and we'll find a way of how to make it work. So Hope Talk is all about encouraging others from when we felt low, we felt happy and also those times where we've actually put things into plan and creating emotion like advocating for what we what we've gone through making that difference and it's really important because we do make that difference in our lives and we all reach that point where we feel oh there has to be more to what i'm experiencing karen thank you again Thank you to the girls. Thank you. And I'll welcome you back shortly. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Yes. Never, Thank ever give you. up on hope. And this is Rise Never. on Hope Talk. Bye now.